Hey there, Mr. Reddit here. Welcome back to another episode of r slash Entitled Parent Stories. Our first story we'll be reading today. You're going to have a kid. You don't need video games. After that, I made my high school chemistry teacher lose his job. And after that, I don't work here, Karen. I live here. Now Karen told me if we can get 1,000 likes on this video, she won't try taking anyone else's video games for an entire week. So please smash that like button. And if you're new, subscribe and turn on notifications for new stories from Reddit every single day. And huge shout out to our newest official member of the Re-Army, Fitman Gaming. Thank you so much for supporting the channel. Join as an official member of the Re-Army today and I'll give you a special shout out. You're going to have a kid. You don't need video games. For a little bit of backstory, this happened just today, and the circumstances of its occurrence should have screamed that something was going to happen. My wife and I are students at the university in the town in which we live, and we have a house from which we commute to school every day. Today, however, her car happened to be in the shop for routine maintenance, and my older sister was borrowing my truck to pick up her kids from their dad. Lastly, my wife is currently in the last stages of pregnancy. By which, I mean, no fun time, because I'm afraid something might grab onto me. Which meant that walking or biking like we sometimes do on nice days was out of the question. That left us with our final option, the bus. Luck was on our side in the fact that there was a bus stop only a couple blocks away from our house, so we didn't have to walk too far. The bus came within a few minutes of us waiting, so before long, we found ourselves seated and moving. Typically, when we head off to our classes, she brings her 3DS with her to play while she waits for her next class. It's an original model 3DS that I got her for our second Christmas together, and she's always taken very good care of it. Today, she had brought Ocarina of Time to play, and she was fighting one of the bosses as young Link. And that is when the villain of our story enters the scene. The bus driver brought the bus to a stop and the doors swung open to give entry to a woman probably in her mid to late 30s and her kid, a boy, probably 7 or 8, maybe 9 at the most. The bus isn't crowded, but nonetheless, as we're closer to the front, the mom decides they're going to sit down with us. The kid sits between my wife and his mom, and occasionally we catch him staring at the game my wife is playing. After a little while, she smiles and positions herself so that he can watch a bit better, and then a little later hands it over and lets him start playing. For his credit, the kid was actually really nice, very polite and not at all entitled, which made me feel even sorrier for him when all was said and done. Our stop finally arrived, and as he saw me stand and help my wife up, the kid closed the DS and made sure to hand it back to us. My wife thanked him and reached out to take it, but then his mom snatched it right out of her kid's hands. The ensuing conversation went somewhat closely to what follows. Wife. Oh, excuse me, but that's mine. Entitled mom. But he was having so much fun. Can't he just play it a little longer? I'm sorry, but this is our stop and I really need it back. I don't want to hold up the bus any more than we have to. Aren't you a bit old for video games? I think giving them up could do you some good. As she said that, she patted her own stomach. Did she really think my wife is just fat? My wife looked at me and raised her eyebrows like, is this lady serious? 
then said, I'm pregnant, ma'am, in what was probably the least enthusiastic tone of voice I've heard her say it in. See? You won't be needing it anyway, so he can have it, right? Me. Not unless you want to go out and buy one for him. That one is very special to us, and we'd like it back. Kid. Mom, just give it back. Entitled Mom, rounding on her kid. Be quiet! I've got this. Turns back to us. You're going to have a baby. You won't have time for video games, so you surely won't miss this. The exchange went back and forth for a bit before the bus driver got out of his seat and came over. Unlike many moms in her position, this particular entitled mom relented when faced with someone with some amount of authority and reluctantly relinquished the 3DS. The kid looked clearly ashamed of his mom. We got off, said goodbye to the kid, and thanked the bus driver for coming to our rescue. In between classes, she beat the inside of King Jabu Jabu's belly. Sorry if that was a bit anticlimactic, but it's hard to tell who an entitled mom will listen to. I'm half disappointed myself, but oh well. Maybe now that I've typed it all out, I can sleep. Next we've got, I made my high school chemistry teacher lose his job. I went to a bad high school in a poor community, but my parents raised me to work my butt off so I could get out of there. My parents never went to college, but because of this, myself and my siblings have all gone to good schools out of state. I maintained a 4.0 until the year in question in high school, taking five advanced courses a year out of six total, with the last six not offering an honors alternative. I learned to get very little sleep because of the amount of work these courses required and because my school didn't have tutoring aids or anything of the like. Didn't understand something? Tough crap. Get to googling. So in one of my upperclassmen years, I signed up for an advanced chemistry course. I knew it would be hard, but assumed like the rest of my courses, that if the class was minimally structured and Google came through per usual, I would be fine. Other students warned me not to take the course, but since I wanted to go to college for chemistry, I knew I had to go through with it. The teacher was horrible. He was old, which is fine, and didn't offer after-class support, which was normal, but also didn't even offer in-class support. His answer to even basic questions was, You should understand that. Talk to me about it later but later never came. He didn't offer lunch hours, didn't offer after school hours, and in class would just put up the answers, which were already available online and in the back of the book. My family didn't have fancy tutor money, and none were readily available in my community anyways. I studied my butt off, but when the first test came back, I had a D- with no notes to even understand what I had done wrong. When I went to speak with him about it right after class ended, missing part of my next course in the process, he simply told me to look more closely at the textbook for help and that he didn't have time for me. He was two weeks behind the explanations that he did give because he was constantly distracted. All of this is bad, but didn't deserve him being fired yet. What did was when he got dangerous. In an experiment working with hydrochloric acid, a plug held the concentrated stuff in a tube with some magnesium and reacted to form hydrogen bubbles well, one of the other students in my group didn't plug the thing properly and the plug fell out, with the magnesium being stuck in the tube now without the HCL. So, I asked him how to get the tube back 
expecting him to tell us to discard the HCL solution, rinse with water, and start over. I'd read the safety section in my textbook, which had this approach to working with acids. His response? He insisted that I stick my ungloved hand in the solution and just grab the plug, and then still in the solution, plug it back in. He wouldn't even put his own hand in to do it. So, my high school self thought this was an inherently bad idea. I took some more magnesium from the workbench and kept adding it to the solution until it stopped reacting, eating up all of the HCL to just leave water. And it kept getting worse. One day, he brought what he claimed were illegal fireworks into the classroom and started setting them off. He thought it was funny to point them at us, wearing no safety equipment or goggles and hoodies that could have easily caught the fiery things. He frequently would leave the room while a group of high school kids were playing with Bunsen burners and caustic chemicals. So in combination with the total lack of education I was getting, I didn't feel safe. I'm a girl by the way. All of the boys got A's on tests with no explanations. He even lost one of the other boys tests and straight up said in front of me and the rest of the class that we would just give him an A-, assuming that he had done well. Later on, I had asked the other student for help understanding something and even he didn't know what was going on in the course, so I knew it was just BS. Every other girl I asked was getting the same inexplicable grades as I was. This wasn't unusual on its own either, as I had several teachers like this. Just usually they had at least still grade fairly. Last contextual thing. My high school teachers union had negotiated for tenure. After coming to college, I've learned that this is a very unusual thing, and in retrospect, it's an idiotic thing. This chemistry teacher was tenured, which meant that there was basically no way to fire him. Honestly, I felt bad for the bitter old man, because after a botched surgery, he was constantly in pain. He was still teaching because he refused to retire, and he had a son going through college that he needed to pay for. But at a certain point, this was affecting my chances of getting into college. I wasn't about to let one man's issues affect prospects for the rest of my life, so I looked up recording laws for my state and found that it was a one-party consent state, meaning that I could legally record my teacher through audio as long as the campus didn't say anything against it. They had no policies, and I was one of the parties consenting. So for a month, with my grade tanking, despite hours of studying and three study books on the course, I recorded him. I recorded his fireworks, his yelling at students, his crying in the back chemical storage room, leaving us unsupervised. I recorded the three times he had left campus, leaving the front office to send a last minute substitute to open the door and let us in. You know, the 15 minutes and I'm legally allowed to leave meme? That was a constant joke for my class. And then I made a throwaway Gmail to make a throwaway Dropbox account, big at the time. I uploaded everything and emailed it to my superintendent with the ultimatum that if something wasn't done, I would email the recordings to the local news and that I really didn't want to do that. Within a day, I heard back with her assuring me that I wouldn't be punished for ratting him out. My parents, her, and myself met. We went over my grades, my unmarked tests and homework, and the videos. They asked me first to talk over my concerns with the teacher and I said I was uncomfortable with that, given his treatment of students. The superintendent said she wouldn't tell the teacher who had submitted the evidence, but that they needed to speak with him about the concerns to hear his side of the story. My parents and I said that was completely reasonable as long as my name was never mentioned. 
The next day, the teacher said he needed to speak with me after class alone. I told him I couldn't as I had another course after that and he said that it was important. I turned on my phone's recorder again right before the class ended and as I was packing up he approached me. Due to the shape of the classroom, I was literally backed into a corner and would have had to push him to the side to get out. He then started saying that one of the students in the course had brought unfounded concerns and lies to the administration about what was going on in the course and that he knew we hadn't always gotten along well, but that he hoped I wouldn't have done that to him. I lied through my teeth and said that I didn't know what he was talking about, that he was making me uncomfortable by blocking my access to the door and that I was late for my next class. He didn't even deny what I was saying, just said that since I clearly had a problem with him, he'd be willing to stay after class to help me specifically since it seemed like I was struggling so much. After that, I told him I really needed to get to my next course and he finally moved. I emailed the superintendent that recording during my next course and CC'd my parents. My parents were furious. The superintendent was mad too because while my parents were poor, they dressed up nicely. My mom was an expert in bluffing about getting a lawyer that we totally couldn't afford. So a liability lawsuit was probably ringing through the lady's mind. Since the district couldn't fire him, he was put on immediate, permanent medical leave. While the district was still paying his full pay, they gave us one unqualified substitute after another. Two months before the national exam for the course, they gave us a teacher that they had pulled out of retirement but that had actually taught the advanced chemistry course for years. She was a godsend and even held eight-hour Saturday classes so that we could catch up with the curriculum at least enough to pass the class. In those two months, we covered just enough of the test's material that our class had a 50% pass rate. According to my upperclassmen friends, this was a lot higher than it had been for their years, with less than 10% of the class passing. The superintendent also wrote me a thank you college recommendation letter, partially to keep me quiet and partially because they had been trying to get rid of this guy for years. My little sister took this course a couple of years after me and said that the new teacher was competent and they were still at that 50% pass rate. Next we've got, I don't work here Karen, I live here. A few years ago, I was a sweet summer child freshly out of college with zero idea what I wanted to do with my life. I was a homeowner after maternal unit moved overseas and gave the house to me. And I decided to work for a house painting company for one summer while I got my metaphorical ducks in a row. The next summer, I was out of the painting business and working as an EMT, which meant sometimes I would have a full day or two off, 24 on 48 off. I noticed my house was in some need of paint touch-ups, so I decided to do them myself. I had brushes, paint, nothing to do, and some beer, so I went at it one Tuesday afternoon. So I'm working on the frame of the front door, dressed in old painter whites and a t-shirt with the sleeves cut off, and I sit down to let the primer dry and have a beer. I'm happily perched on the front step when I notice a can I speak to your manager haircut with a face that looks like she just ate 12 lemons staring at me from the sidewalk. My front lawn is decently long and slopes down a hill, but I could see an artery pulsing in her neck from my spot. She had a dog next to her so I just wave and say, cute dog. I guess my words broke the floodgates and she unleashed upon me a verbal assault of which I understood about 
How dare you drink on the job on this nice property? You don't deserve to sit there and waste the hard-earned money of the well-educated person that owns this place. While I'm pondering this, she's still spewing, frothing condensation at me, which culminated in uneducated, lazy, menial, freeloading jerks like you are what is wrong with this country. She's positively quivering with anger and indignation. Her dog is pulling at the leash to say hi to me, and so I bend down to say hello back. When she says, Well, what do you have to say for yourself? I raise myself to my full six foot two height, which towers over her little five foot nothing self. She doesn't back down, and the following conversation ensues. Me. Hello, ma'am. What seems to be the problem? You? Sitting there wasting the homeowner's money so you can get paid to be a lazy drunk. Me. Oh, I'm being paid? Seems odd. I don't feel the need to pay myself for this, but I suppose that could be fun to try. Her gears turning. Pay yourself? Don't make me laugh. Some deadbeat like you couldn't afford this house. You need an education for a real job. I'm wondering what her education fixation is all about, but not caring all that much. I just want to entertain her conversation enough to really get her mad. Maybe her head will explode. Me. Well, I didn't buy this house. My mother did. But she left it to me when she moved overseas after I graduated from college. Her smirking. Oh, did you go to local community college? Known for not being that great? Only someone working as a painter would go there. Me. Actually, if you look at my shirt, You'll see it says Ivy League School Athletics, which is where I attended school and played a sport. I am in good shape because of that, so I figured I would keep that up by working on improving my own home while having a few beers to cool off in this heat. Did you attend community college? Because if so, I can see how you might not be able to understand that. Disclaimer, nothing wrong with that community college. It's where I got my EMT license. Just wanted to watch her boil. And oh boy, did she. Her eyes widen bigger than I thought possible, and her mouth starts working like elderly folks do when they've lost a lot of teeth. Lots of lip twisting. This culminates in her reading her ugly head back and spitting on the front of my shirt. You probably stole that from someone, you ungrateful piece of crap. Okay, wow. Not sure what I'm ungrateful for. And ew, germs. So I tell her that it's been fun, but I'm going to continue working and turn to walk back up the lawn. She grabs the back of my shirt and attempts to pull me backwards. Doesn't work, so I spin around and smack her hand off me. She flops like a Premier League soccer player, flinging herself all over my lawn. She's let go of the dog's leash, so he comes over to me for pets, happy as a clam. Her yodeling has brought some neighbors out of their homes, including my cool next door ones. They come over and I give them the story and ask for their phone to call the cops. Mine was inside charging. They laugh and hand it over. I let the cops know that some jerk is losing it loudly on my lawn. Uh, could they please come remove her? I return to my work. My cool neighbors probably have started making popcorn. A little while later, I hear the cops arrive. Crazy is still singing her opera and starts screaming at the cops a crazy story. Her talons point to me. So I come down and tell the cops the whole story. They crack up. Apparently, they know the nutcase by name, and so they tell her to call her husband to get the dog again and cuff her for trespassing and disorderly conduct. Dog hung out with me until the husband 
Apologizing profusely, Gaiman got him. He also informed me that they are in divorce proceedings, so that may have made her crazier than usual. Never saw that lady again, thank God, but have developed a neighborly friendship with her ex and the pup. All's well that ends well. And shoutouts to our re-generals of the day, Taco Lord, Toby Loby, and Madam Smoke. Become tomorrow's re-generals by leaving as many re's as you can in the comments below.